Hello. Sorry, I left the phone somewhere else and was panicking there. I'd go find it. Prepared for performance. Another room. What was that? I left it in another room. Alright, okay. Find it. But I'm good so, now. Um, so, welcome back to another episode of Mouthy the Clyde. We've got Sunday brunch, we've got our papers. And you're going to notice a very different show today because William Brown has came prepared and he's going to tell you lots of news. Lots of news. Everything you need to know on a Sunday, I will be filling you in. Right. So what have you got first? I feel we should open slowly here, Ash. Uh-huh, of course. That slowly. What are we opening slowly with? We're going to lose listeners. People are going to tune out because you're not getting news from them. You need to give the people what they need. I'm still trying to find my phone. Right. Okay. Could could you fill in for a second until I until I get myself properly prepared here? Right. Okay. Okay. I can tell you what is hot and what's not this week. <laughs> As you know, the Sunday Times does this wee thing and tells us what we should be interested in, what we should not be interested in. And as usual, the things that we should not be interested in are things I didn't even know was hot to begin with. So apparently we no longer like super yachts. That's very 2019. What we now want is floating mansions. What's the difference between a super yacht and a floating mansion anyway? It's literally just a building that's floating in the water. Like a pontoon? Like a pontoon, yeah. And apparently we don't like takeaway apps anymore. What we want to do is DM to order. So all the coolest restaurants apparently taking orders via Instagram Messenger. So if not, it would be like just eating or stuff anymore. We'll have to be DMing people. What about cooking for yourself? I know I've got an absolute cheek for that. but Yeah, you do. Um, yeah. As well, we don't like the AI customer service. Live chatbot, that shit is spooky. We don't want to do that anymore. And a thing called munchies, which is matching a mask with a scrunchie. They're saying it's not necessary, and I agree. I didn't know that was a thing. I don't know. Me either. What is hot, though, is Tina. The mega Tina Turner documentary made by two Oscar winners is almost here on Sky Documentaries from next Saturday, and I'm sure they have not been paid to put that in there at all. They just believe that is firmly what's going to be hot this coming week. I've been looking forward to that. <clears throat> it's, it's a goodbye to the fans, it says. Uh, another thing is one way road to beer.com. Just click on it, I said. I think it's just beer. It looks like it's themed to locations or something. I don't know. Um, apparently, another hot thing is the influencer Bob. You can see on Alexa Chung and some other models on Instagram, but to have like, a short Bob with a fringe. So, like me, I'm cool by accident. How many times have you been cool by accident? I'm cool by accident right now because denim jackets are in and stuff like that. So, <clears throat> I've got the denim jacket and the trucks and stuff like that, and um, I've got a bob, so I'm accidentally hot. Well, there you go. I've come in and out of fashion a couple of times, like because of the love of cardigans. Um, I've got another thing for you that is a firm favourite of one of our regular contributors, Andrew from Inverkip. In the Sunday Times magazine today, there is a picture of Alan Partridge, and it says, "Aha, the Partridge Polonic is here." Lynn, what do you think of the pole neck? Balls out the bath in this one. I think it's rather snazzy. Yes, Lynn. Apparently what is hot now is to have the 
sort of brightly coloured partridge polo neck with a sports jacket. Like a blazer? Like a blazer, yeah, and they're saying, what's next, driving gloves? I hope so. I've always wanted buy extra purchase. Same <laughs> <laughs> right. amount of things I say in this podcast is to amuse Andrew from Inverkip is astounding. Just, there's so much partridge. All right, I'll admit that I may have not read all the things about the sturgeon and may have kept reading about how to, your, what makes, what kind of toe structure a millionaire has. Why didn't you read the news? I did. Look, when it comes down to this, you usually cover all the smarty stuff. The hard work. Smart. I usually not do the hard work. And what you do is come to me and say, I've discovered a chipmunk that bites its owner and cures cancer is what you fucking come with. It was a hamster. And it helped that. If we're, we're talking <clears> about <throat> Dr. Stalin here, Ashy. Dr. Stalin... Why don't you explain to the listeners who Dr. Stalin is, for fuck's sake? Okay. Dr. Stalin is a hamster. What Dr. Stalin did was he bit his owner. And when he bit his owner, the owner's arm went totally numb. And by going totally numb, he found out they actually had a rare blood disease. And the doctor saved him because he wouldn't stop bleeding and the whole hand went. So he wouldn't have known this if it wasn't for Dr. Stalin. So just so, remember next time you're in the polling booth and you think, fuck, I don't know anything about politics, I don't know what I should be doing here, I'm not up to date with the latest comings and goings and what's going on in the newspaper, you can be fine because you know about Dr. Stalin and if you want to know if you've got a rare blood disease, instead of going to the doctor and going through the testing that you should do and seeing, get, you know, get a general physical one, say, what I'll do is have a little fucking rodent bite me and see if I've got a rare blood disease. Thank you to Willie Brown at Mouth of the Clyde for that news. I'm so glad that I tuned into that news programme. I'm just doing my service. Just providing, <laughs> providing your service to the community. That's how it's done. Right, actual news. Are you ready for that? Yeah. We've got a comment. Right, give a comment. <laughs> you guys are funny. What's up, Ashley? What's up, Will? How's it going? Thank you. We're good. How's it going? How are you? Thank Skull. you for being here today to Will's exciting, interesting news. Um, I had it out of the park. Some of us do politics and actual smart stuff, and some of us want to talk about Dr. Stalin the hamster. Should we just not in you today? Should we just talk about all the ridiculous stuff of the world? No, because <clears> we're here <throat> to talk about the real stuff. And I have that. Sturgeon has a three-day battle for survival, Ash. I've got another thing. If there's any fans out there of RuPaul's Drag Race, do you remember when a contestant entered the workroom and they had made a handbag out of a hula hoop? It was an eye. I can't remember who it was. What? Was it, did they not make it into an eye? No, they made it into a handbag. I know, but wasn't the handbag like a big eye on the... I don't know. It was Gia Gunn anyway. It was Gia Gunn that done it. She went in and, and she'd made a bag with a hula hoop and it wasn't a real bag. But now that you can buy that bag, so if you're like a fan of Gia Gunn and Drag Race and you want a bag like that, you can get yourself a fresh tilapia looking handbag from charleskeith.com. 69 quid and it just looks like a big hula hoop. But you could put that in like overhead storage or under a chair or anything like that. Does it fold? Um, no, this is just a, a round bag, so 
you could just make yourself like Maynard James Keenan and live your life like a perfect circle. Fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, uh... that's the show, folks. <laughs> Thank you. Fucking <laughs> God. All right. You're either going to have, because I know what you're trying to do here is because I said that in the hall and you're just going, you have no problem just tanking this to prove a point. I won't. I'll tank this whole fucking programme, <laughs> this whole broadcast, this whole brand. I'll put in the toilet to prove you're wrong. The thing is that I never said that I wasn't wrong. Like, I live my life in a, a perpetual of knowing that I'm probably a wee bit wrong, especially when it comes to you. Like, the best thing to do is just to, to keep winding a wee bit and just show you take off. Like, if anything, you're amazing when you're, like, at full annoyance and smartness. Like, I'm not going to be any smartness today. I'm going to have... Well, we've got a comment here. How do you yeah. guys know each other? Sorry, I've had a long night. How do you guys know each other? Are you guys going out? Are good Fuck. friends? We don't know each other, no. I've never no. met him. Okay. No, I am. Um, I went shopping in Home Bargains one day because I used to do like candy cart things for weddings, and I went in, and there was this fat, ugly cunt working on the till, and I had counted I all the. I had counted all the stuff that I had. I had all written down in a notepad, and this cheeky fucking ginger bastard says to me, "Have you even counted any of this shit?" And I was like, "No, it's your fucking job. That's why you work in Home Bargains. You can't." And then a friendship was born. And then we we talked to him a couple of times after we went in. Um, and then each time we were like chatting to him and chatting to him. And then we said eventually, oh, what's your name and stuff? We'll look you up on Facebook. And Adjani's like, you can find me. Try and guess. <laughs> I was like, you're such a prick. I don't know why we're trying to. And now he lives in my fucking spare room now. He's sitting next door and it's a part of my life, unfortunately. On that note, was it mysteriously with home bargains? No, wait, I can't say that out loud. Aye, prices were good. Prices were good. Prices were good. <laughs> Comment. No comment. Very colourful language for the Sunday brunch, Ash. Do you know what, Chris? Will's annoyed me today because as you know, when I do the Sunday brunch and I do my news shows, I get prepared. I spend a fortune on buying all the papers and I sit highlighting things like a fucking loser, getting all prepared for this thing. And then we have a wee meeting beforehand and say, we're going to talk about this and talk about this. And I've always got the serious and boring news stories. And when I talk, everybody tunes after the podcast. They're like, this is boring. I don't want to listen to this. And then Will sits and does a half-arse job, does no work, sits there and comes to me in the meeting and goes, have you heard about this hamster that cures cancer? He's called Sir Cure-a-Lot. And then he gets to sit and have all the interesting bits of the show and I'm sick of it. And then he says to me beforehand in the hallway, he was like, maybe I have read all the news, maybe I know everything. So I said, fine, I'm going to go on air today and I'm not going to say anything. You can do, you can do the news. None beats a good Scottish accent, I swear. It's absolutely hilarious, Ashley. You're a legend. I think you oh my god, I wish I had his accent. I wish I had that accent. I think that's the sexiest accent ever. This has easily become <clears throat> the best thing that I listen to <laughs> on, on, on the interweb. Tremendous. We can hear you've got the fucking old firm game on the background, first of all, you think we don't know? Where's we your don't score know anyway? Because watching the old firm. Exactly, and as you know, this is where I get all my news. I need this today. I need that. <laughs> I agree. I agree 100% with what he just said. 100%. <laughs> School doesn't know what I'm just saying. 
Right, I'm going to do the fucking news now. Are you ready? It, it, it is it is one each um, in, in the empty old firm, as it's been called, but we all stand with Glenn Kamara. Let's kick racism out of football. There we go. Seen, seen the Ryan lookalike um, doing his bit there. We know uh, the whole of Scotland is not listening to this today because the old firm game's on, but we're here anyway. My brother looks remarkable, like Scott Brown, which is kind of scary. <laughs> Jesus, you could say anything and it would be funny, I swear, it's brilliant. Hey, have you ever watched Two Doors Down? It was a BBC comedy, I think it had yeah, like maybe 10 series. It. Not a lie, actually, absolute lie, I think they had like five or six. But um, I think it's basically like a... Uh, I can't even remember that other Scottish comedy that everybody knows. But anyway, I, if you've watched Two Doors Down, let me know for... You just sound exactly like them, obviously, because they're Scottish. I fucking love Two Doors Down. Like, on, like I would even say it's better than like Still Game and stuff. I know that's controversial, but I think it's. But I think Two Doors Down is the best Scottish comedy. I can't watch it because I've lived a lot of the shit in it. Like, Elaine like C. Smith's character. Aye, it's like, like painful to watch because Elaine C. Smith's character. You fucking know that person, and you, you can put a name to that person, and you know that every time she's around you, you want to stab her in the face. But you love Elaine C. Smith, so you forgive her for it. Yeah, but. As you know who I'm talking about, that Elaine C. Smith character is very close to home, and like a lot of the things you say, I was like, oh, no, like, I cringe, I can't handle it. Oh. I just took my hoodie off to expose my New Japan Pro Wrestling t-shirt that I've won today. <laughs> well, on the New Japan note, did you know yesterday there were a There was an earthquake, point... I think you'll find, in, in, in the Tokyo <laughs> Dome. It wasn't in the it was in Shishura Genesis. Kathy coming over for her sesh. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, Ty. It's so funny. Right, I'm going to do the news now. We've had a All talk. Right. I'm going to do the news. And you're going to be pissed off straight off the fucking bat because we're going to talk about the Tories. So, do you know how I've been on raging about Nicola Sturgeon and she's broke ministerial code and blah, blah, blah. Now, the big government, the real government, as they think they are, doing in Westminster, they have broke the ministerial code because what they're supposed to do is that twice a year they're supposed to put out a statement covering relevant ministers' interest, and what that means is how much ministers are costing you and how much they're costing the taxpayer. The last one to appear was December 2010. Um, there's been none put out. The payments and interest thing, millions of pounds that have been spent, that your money, have not been published for months. So if you want to go on to the SNP and go on there back about it, go on to fucking Boris Johnson. Um, this has been since Alex Allen, who was the Prime Minister's independent advisor on ministerial standards, quit his job last year and because Johnson refused to sack Preeti Patel because she's a fucking devil bully bastard. So um, Alex Allen quit and since then there's been none put out. They've just been like, sack that, we can just guess. And we're going to talk about this money thing later on because hereditary peers, which you know as one of my fucking bugbears, should not exist. The House of Lords should not exist anyway, never mind hereditary peers. The amount of expenses these bastards have claimed since four, since 2001, this is just hereditary peers, this isn't, isn't all the misses one, just with the hereditary seats. 47 million quid of your money they've been spending. The average age of them is 71. 46% of them went to Eton. And guess how many women there is? There are good about five. None. No women have a hereditary peerage. It can't happen. No? I did nope. not know that. Nope, nope, money, nope. See with the money thing, is that got anything to do with um, doing up 11 Downing Street? I will go talk about that in a bit as well. 
Carrie Simmons has got the most ugly design team in and the place is fucking decorated like a set of golden girls. It's like wicker chairs and floral wallpapers and stuff everywhere. It's a mess. But we'll talk about that because it's costing these millions as well and you need to know about that. You need to know where your money's going. If you want to stay part of this union, see what they're doing with your money. <laughs> I'm fucking on one. Probably no women have the hereditary peerage because they're getting distracted by, you know, dresses and cocktails <laughs> and... Tom Cruise or whatever uh, movie star takes their fancy these days. You know, it makes sense. These dames just distracted by, like, what's going on in the kitchen right now? I can't have, like, two things going on at once. I've got a dozen cupcakes on, so I can't possibly think about who I'm going to vote for. It's too much. Too much. Do you not remember that? I was like, I'm fucking on one. (laughs) I absolutely love the accent. I'm not even kidding. Thank you so much. See his, see that school person though. He has wee emoji. It's like remember that documentary we watched of the guy that was like a crazy drug addict murderer. What was his name? Was it not Beals? It was. He had a satanic name. Was I not... had a satanic name that wasn't his real name, but they found like dead bodies in his back garden and stuff. I'm sure school's a very nice person, but just that emoji <laughs> looks like that that murderer person. Unless it's that guy. I met the house of lords. Saved my ass loads of times. I'm sitting here on sickness benefits. And every time the Tories try and cut it or do something horrible, the House of Lords stops it. So I used to hit the House of Lords, but the House of Lords is the only thing in between the Tories and fucking, you know, destroying everything. You know, I don't I mean, I don't I mean, I'll never be in the House of Lords. I'll never be chatting to one of the Lords. Um, but they've saved my benefit a few times. Well, these people, these hereditary peers in the House of Lords, they're 85 dukes, earls and barons who sit in the chamber by birthright only. They've done fuck all. And the study here is saying that they devalue democracy. It cannot be justified. Every day they're allowed to claim £323 a day, tax-free, plus travel for showing up to Parliament. So think of how many benefits people are getting and how many, how much money these fucking bastards are getting. Honestly, they can get to fuck. I love that. I'm pretty sure he's a nice person, but I'm trying to say something here. <laughs> <laughs> Right, what was I talking about? I'm getting, honestly. Uh, you you were on like you, you you went away today. Like I shouldn't have started you in the hall. No, you've you've but, put me in a bad mood, and I'm I'm not see, having this today. The, see the best thing about it? This is going to be one of our best shows. Like you are fucking driven. Like everything before you got. I was like, Ashley, just to let you know, you're a bitch. <laughs> Do you remember Henry McLeish? He used to be for, for, for first minister. A while ago, I don't even think I was. A, a, was Henry was the Scottish Labour leader, um, and what he's come out and saying now is that he's calling on all parties in Scotland to defend Holyrood and that Boris Johnson's declared war and devolution. There's a nice article that he's wrote today in the Sunday National. You can buy that. I'm not going to tell you it's on spoil it. You need to spend money on journalism because we all need paid. Um, but he's saying the Prime Minister is seeking to wreck the 1998 devolution settlement. So he's calling on all parties to do it. Not just the SNP, the rest of them need to be doing their job as well. So tearing it apart and undermine them, make them look like dickheads. Um, and on related news to that, this past month, the SNPs had 12,500 new memberships joined. So people are sticking to it. We've got two comments. Jesus, the Scottish are so straight talk. And that's why I just love them. Hey, I swear to God, like I feel like we're we're definitely... Caught from the same, I don't even know what that expression is, but you can fill in the blank there. Caught from the same, whatever. Um, (laughs) Them English, they're a different caliber altogether. But I love to hear it. 
I can see Teresa McKay like when you first met her. So my friend Teresa, she's from Derry, and I met her when I stayed in um in Australia, and me and her are like the exact same human. And even the first time you met her, Brown, when we met in Edinburgh that time with her husband, like me and her are like the exact same human. She's fucking brilliant. Like she's I, I did excellent. enjoy Teresa McKay. She's brilliant. She I enjoy saying to her, I enjoy messaging her and says like, "Oh, how's life in London, Derry and stuff?" Because she gets fucking furious. <laughs> That's not nice. I think it's wild though. The the hereditary peers, like their great 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 granda was just pure class at fighting with a sword. Like or was the strategic mate of the boy that was class at fighting with a sword. And thus got land, and thus got power, and thus got a title. So, it'd really be... I'm not going to justify it, but it's quite funny to think that that's why these people exist. So it's absolutely fucking mental that they still exist. I don't understand it. You're saying that I can show up at some lord's house with a big blade and be like, I challenge you for your land, pal. I want your lordship. Because I think a bash at that. Just slit his throat. <laughs> I've been stabbed before. All right. Basically, there's one. There's one that's commenting in this one. Baroness Hater of Kentish Town. Kentish Town is full of like yummy mummies and like the wives of journalists that are fucking loaded and stuff. Like Giles Corrin's wife and stuff lives there. Kentish Town is not like some sort of like barren ship, whatever. Like she's sitting in like a country pile. It's just like a normal fucking place. Is it because the Kentish Town Forum was a place where, like there were a lot of gigs back in the day? I Kentish Town's like pretty bougie. Hmm. Um, go. Alex Salmond is just sitting there fucking smoking a fucking big cigar, laughing with his other Tories, and he's fucking just drinking whiskey with a lot of them in some kind of fucking Scottish castle. And he's all like, did I do a good job, lads? And he's all like, yes, you were like the Russian spy sleeper cell, you know? Alex Salmond is sitting back when he's arse right now, laughing his arse off. Because he's just caused absolute fucking chaos. Um, Ruth Davidson has been told to hang her head in shame this week for making appalling comments. It says she called Nicola Sturgeon the head girl of the old boys club, sort of saying that she's sitting defending these guys that are doing yeah. alleged bad things. And Queen Nicky's not having it. Uh, it's just Ruth Davidson is uh, just annoyed the fuck out of me. Like, everything See, she said. I've got one for you here though, right? This is a, a conundrum for you all. Listen to this. Scotland's former finance secretary has resigned from the SNP more than a year after he was suspended from the party over messages he sent to a teenage boy. Derek Mackay is his name. Um, he resigned um, last year, just hours before he was due to deliver the budget, February 6th, following reports he sent hundreds of messages to a 16-year-old boy on social media. And you should all care about this, all most of the Clyde people, because he was the MSP for Renfrewshire North and West, so you need to know about this. Um, he told the party he is resigning to focus on the recovery of my mental health and serving my constituents. Bullshit, mama. And Police Scotland carried out an investigation into the messages and said no crime was committed. What the fuck do you mean that a grown man who is a member of parliament was sending messages to a 16 year boy and no crime was committed? I call bullshit. There are two things there. What is the age of consent for that? Is it not 16? Well, I guess, but he's an MSP. He's got a code of conduct. He shouldn't be doing that. Like, it's like the same as in Hamilton. It's like, you know, go to your local representative. Like, oh, I'm in trouble and I need help and stuff like that. It's like, oh, I'm, I, I want to help me. What am I going to do? Stuff like, help this person. This person's in trouble. This is a young, like, 
Oh, it annoys me. I've got comments. I need to go and do these five comments. I'm sitting there. Aye, that's where I'm from. Obviously, I'm sure you can tell by the accent, Derry. I don't know if you've mm-hmm. watched Derry Girls either. Yeah. That's another we fucking love Derry Girls as well. Brilliant. It's so good. We love it. I love that. Yummy mummies. <laughs> yummy mummies. I'll never be a yummy mummy. I'll just always be a fatty ashy. Just don't get too upset because, see, when Scotland is independent, we don't need to worry about these assholes anymore. Yes. Well, that's the thing, Jill. We need to keep talking about this and we need to let everybody know what these bastards are doing because some people don't care and don't pay attention. So we need to tell them how awful it is so we can get the fuck. I think that the guy before me was right. I think we should actually go back to uh, the Lords basically just being excellent with a sword. Uh, I think most political positions should be on how hard you are. Like uh, the big green <laughs> statue of, I think it's Donald Dewar, it's on Buchanan Street, the big green one, uh, the former First Minister. I always tell tourists that I, he was our First Minister, but the real reason was that's a life-size statue of him. He was seven and a half foot <laughs> and he just took the position because of the fucking size of him. <laughs> he was just the hardest guy who would be first minister of Scotland that you'd beat up every other cunt <laughs> you get to be first minister <laughs> I think the real investigation has to be why do teenage boys find Derek Mackay so irresistible <laughs> <laughs> my god I, I have to google what Derek Mackay looks like now whoa what the fuck was that that was Eric Hammond sapping Ash, I'm sure you're right here. There's the age of the consent aspect, but there is something to do with being someone in a position of power or something like that, and their ability to impact someone under the age of 18. Um, so, there you go. Alright, I don't think it's right. Regardless whether it's age of consent or no, he shouldn't be like talking to one of his constituents like that. That's horseshit. Um, but for any Inverclyde people listening, which there's very few, I think, but our MSP is in the national today because he's talked talking about uh, COVID a year on, and he's talking about how Greenock was badly affected in the early weeks of the outbreak. The region suffering the country's highest death rate in the first waves. I think when we were doing the news back then, it was not only we were like the highest death rate in the whole of the UK, but we're like the scummiest place to live or something. It was like the biggest shithole. Remember that? Yeah, we. we I can't remember what the exact words are, but they're basically saying that we're a shithole and we're all dying, and nobody was caring, so it's probably for the best. We're the most deprived area in Scotland. Most deprived area, that's that, eh? But you're missing some new. We've also been voted that we have the best pizzeria in all of Scotland. We've got fucking Tonino's, so we'll live to fight another day. (laughs) What else are we going to talk about? I don't know now. Oh, aye! Right, right. I'm not making this up. This is a real thing, right? This is in the paper today. Performances based on a revolutionary play depicting Jesus as a trans woman are to be streamed from St Mary's Cathedral in Edinburgh next month. It will coincide with an online conference on gender and liturgy in the Scottish Episcopal Church and the wider Anglican tradition. My question to the audience is, I'm all for trans rights, all for promoting LGBTQ involvement and representation and stuff, but why are we doing this when the Vatican has just come out and says that homosexuality is a choice and it's criminal and all that sort of stuff but we're having Jesus portrayed as a trans woman pick a side, pick pick your side you can't pander to everybody what do you actually believe, what do you think you're not going to have him to come to the churches and him to give you any money and trying to support you if you can't even decide what stance you're on I've taken a turn, I thought this was good guy Pope Like I was, I was down with good guy Pope but no, no he's a prick, he's exposed himself as a prick yeah it's it's difficult. 
Not, not that I'm like a big po- like I kind of see it the same way as I see Doctor Who, like is different, different ones. Like I was, a, I, I grew up with John Paul, like yourself. Then there were rats in there, and he was, he was about hiding Nazis and stuff, was you know. Mm-hmm. So, we we thought we kind of turned a corner, but we did not. Well, right, we just spoke about the way when we're talking about Drag Race, that a Scottish lassie won the the UK RuPaul's Drag Race. I've seen that. I've I've not been watching. Like, no, I've not watched anything, but um, I learned Shaney one. Spoiler. Awesome. Do, you think, do you think we can get Lauren Shaney on a podcast? Absolutely not. Lauren Shaney's too big a, a star for us now. I know a guy that knows a guy that could probably get him. What are you talking about, a guy that's a DJ? Yeah. DJ Laurie Johnson. I will look into it. I'm going to get through our comments again here when I get my next paper. All right. That most deprived patter drives me mental. Mental. Because they celebrate the negative, that bloody telegraph, but they don't talk about, like, the price per house, square footage and that on Octavia Terrace and stuff like this, and affluence and, like, the number of young professionals moving back to the area. They focus on one square kilometre between, I think it's Belville Street and part of Lundock Street. Like, heaven forbid the telegraph writes something good about the town as well. Bams. And that's why we're fucking here. I we're on one with the telly this week because they've just went and pissed us off. So Mouth of the Clyde is going to be taking over this town. Watch this space. We're going to be providing free and quality news for you and interact with people. And we give stuff away. We give people a bottle of booze and chocolate smash hearts and everything this week. We're always giving away prizes. We're much better than the telly. The telly does what? They put a wee fucking picture of a dog hidden somewhere in, in the paper every Friday. Fuck them. We're I better than them. Scoop. We'll give you booze. I, what what has the telly really done? Like you've got pictures of your bonnie's wayne, which is usually a scam for press releases. Yeah, a, a scam for like somebody's mom or dad to go out and buy hundreds of fucking papers so they'll win. So it's not really like a big fucking. Right, who's getting most money? And because I Aye. agree with Frizzle, look at like see what at time I was, we talked about this in the podcast before that I went to that bank machine and that's happened a few times that I've went to bank and the receipt's been sitting there and there's been like over twenty grand sitting in the account. And I was like, don't tell me this area's deprived. Look at all them people that live like, down Eldon Street and stuff like that, doing Gurick and like West End. There's hundreds of people here that are fucking loaded. Aye, and you fucking tricked me and told me that they're too they're like two hundred pounds. I told you it was your room money, I. <laughs> 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 this is the cool rock and roll pub. He's like the Brazilian guy or something, isn't he? He's the he's the fox in the box. He's the fucking he's the cool one that dances and stuff. And he's all left wing and everything. And he's all like, yeah, we're dying with the gays. Free miniature flags for everyone." I asked what he was doing, and now he's saying that he's not doing with the gays and the homosexuality is a choice. He decided to be a prick. But today we've seen that the old firm game is on, and in Bella Houston Park. There's a wall called the Pope's Wall because the Pope Where came here. Him. When did they come here? Like the nineties or something? Oh, nineteen eighty-two was John Paul II, and that's when they built the stage. Aye, so they, they built a stage for him, and they call it the Pope's Wall, and it's still up in Bellhouston Park. Um, and some probably we Ned is painted it red, white, and blue because of the old firm game today, and people are going after Heaton, thinking all the Rangers supporters are going to come down and I don't know what kill a Pope or some fucking thing. What do they think they're going to do? They're going to go stand by a wall, what Scottish people do, stand by a wall and drink or something. That's it. But in some ways, it's just really good way to wind someone up. It is. Like, it's just an absolute... It's, that's how I know it's just a wee Ned. It's just somebody winding somebody up. Nah, it'll be a big stew or a bully or something like that. Isn't it? <laughs> Aye, who's mental enough to think that Jesus has a fanny when in reality we all know he's a zombie that could multiply fish and bread? <laughs>
I feel like it's a Saturday night shit chat and all the Sunday brunch today's took a turn. And see, on that note, when I was a, a teenager, there were a t-shirt I always seen in Tower Records that my mum would have killed me if I bought, which was a picture of a nun on the front having fun with a cross, and on the back it said Jesus was a, was a cunt. What do you mean having a, fun with a cross? She was poking herself with a cross. Right? It was a crazy How big was t-shirt. it? It was a big giant cross, and then she's sitting on it with a little cross, and you can see that she's put it in her vagina, and on the back it says Jesus is a cunt. And Craig Lifthouse argued that because Jesus was the giver of life, Jesus technically was a life vagina. Where it was just a really, like, when you're, like, 16, 17, an excuse to wear a bad word on a T-shirt. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you have probably yeah. a T-shirt and you're like, yeah, it says fuck on my shirt. But now you'll be like, uh. See, you know, I, I was going to go back talking about politics and stuff. I don't feel if we've talked about an unpoking ourselves in a vagina with a crucifix that I can go back and talk about, like, the upcoming let's, election and stuff like that. I feel let's, like just taking go, a turn. Let's, let's draw a line. Let's do an ad. Let's do an ad right here. Then go into that. We haven't done what I had. We have to thank our sponsors. We're Emberclay Boiler Company. They sponsor us and they're very cool. You should go follow them. Exactly. If you need See, we boiler. get distracted from our ad because you've all distracted me with fills. Go and support the Emberclay Boiler Company so they don't get mad and stop sponsoring us because we need pennies. <laughs> don't 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 forget the wine. The water into wine was his was his best miracle. Well, actually, his best miracle was when he was hanging on the cross. Actually. Um, and he was able to scratch his nose when it got a bit itchy. Um, but no, no, he wasn't a zombie when he was doing the miracles. That that came, that, the zombie bit came after. Um, Don miracles was done when he was when he was of human flesh and waltzing about this world, skating about the water and that. That was no, so no, no, no zombie when he was doing the miracles. Let's let's remain accurate let's about the King James Bible. Let's be respectful. <laughs> The biggest miracle in my view is trying to like trick over a million people that you actually existed and you could do all these things. See, my favourite thing is Mary got away with like some like fa- like a fucking angel came down and told me I'm pregnant. Not that I'm banging fucking. The archangel Gabriel came and says, "Mary, you get yourself in trouble." Aye, and like neighbour Davy was just fucking ploughing up when he was out carpeting. And she Joe's says, no, no, fucking... I'm a virgin. It's a virgin birth. It's a baby Jesus. Well, what was Joe up to? Joseph was, was not laying a pipe. She's Middle Eastern. <laughs> the husband's Middle Eastern. But then the wee white baby Jesus came out. <laughs> and Dave, who moved in next door, is getting blown. One head and blue ass. <laughs> <laughs> he himself. Did you know the First Minister's facing a vote of no confidence this week? I, I did hear that. Right. Let's play this comment and let's draw a line here. Oh, God. Guys, this has been clarified by George Lucas. It was the midichlorians that made Jesus. <laughs> she was not a, a filthy adulterer. Right. Right. Right, let's I talk about Rangers talk- again. Right, do you remember a couple of weeks ago when we done the podcast and Frizz will come on and explain to us about football and how it works? Yeah, I remember right. that. So we were trying to be understanding and sit in the middle of the line on that occasion and saying that's fine, we've had lockdown and everything, the Rangers fans are just excited because Celtic, some of them didn't win, I don't know, but they've won a trophy or something, but they've not won it because we're still playing this game of day even though they have won it, whatever. But anyway, the polls that we're at, the place where the Rangers people were, um, 30 to 40 of them and their families are now self-isolating because they've all fucking tested positive for COVID. 
Okay, I'm I'm stop myself say something there. So we'll just keep going. No, right, we'll just keep going. Let's let's not say anything further than that. <laughs> I, I know I'm not going to talk about that. Oh, I see. Have you seen the Hugh Edwards thing that in the BBC has ordered him to delete a tweet of him with uh, a Welsh flag standing behind him? It's I. Uh, it was. Just, I think it was his profile photo. He changed it, and they're like, "You, you can't have that. We're British here. It's called the BBC, not the WBC, which is a boxing thing." Aye. Uh, so um, he says to... these do not represent the views of of me or the BBC. I apologise for any offence taken, and this just... is because of the Manchetti person liking the tweets. Who's Manchetti? The other one, the the what's her name again? San, Nag, Naga Manchetti. She hosts the, the BBC Breakfast. Oh. I didn't know. I, but she that. was liking a whole bunch of tweets and shit, I apologise and all this shit. Alright, okay. Um the holiday cash, right? So how many times have you come back for your holiday and you've had like a couple of euros and a couple of US dollars, whatever, and you like all oh, the stick in a drawer, or if you go to your granny's house or whatever, like, you're guaranteed to find for about twenty US dollars and change. It's more peseta. Mm. But I will, whatever. I so it's saying 23 million adults have leftover holiday currency sitting at home. The post office have done this survey of 2,000 people across the UK last month. It found that 2 in 5, or 42%, if you can count, have leftover holiday currency. Based on the UK population, it estimates that 22.72 million are holding leftover cash, with the euro and US dollar accounting for the most. The cash stash could be as high as 3.5 billion quid. Um, on average, Scots have the most leftover currency at two hundred and sixty-three pound, which I do not believe because any Scottish person I know, if you had over twenty quid in currency, you'd be doing the the, the conversion thing the next day. There's no way any Scottish person's got two hundred and sixty pound worth of currency in their house that they're not changing back. I'm just not having it. They're either because I know you do what I do. Like if you've got like a bit of smash leftover, I put like... it in the thing. When you can through like get customs and stuff. There's like a clear box that you put it in for charity. I put all my extra in there. That's your last chance to get it. You go to duty free and buy your stuff. But if you can't get like Toblerones and whatever and spend it on that, you put it in the charity thing. It's sweeties vodka and smelly stuff. It's really good. It's saying anyway that Scots have got an average of two hundred and sixty three pounds thirty two in the house, and the English people have got ninety one pounds eighty four. I'm not believing it. Scottish people are sitting with two hundred and sixty pounds worth of euros in their house. Absolutely fucking not. That would be changed over. Uh, haven't we found like euros and I've taken them to the post office? Uh, not only two hundred and sixty pound, like only euros and dollars. Now I've got a bit relying about who's it's because they're in so small denominations that the exchange bureau would be like, no, we can't convert that over. It needs to be over a certain amount. Mm. Other than that, they're I've... like, I mean, times that you're broke, you're raiding drawers and you go to the exchange bureau. That's just how it is. There's no way a Scottish person's got two hundred sixty pound of euros sitting in their drawer unless they're like, oh, I'm going to you know Spain again in a couple of months. I'll just keep it. I'm but sure before... not that. Right, I'm sure I've done it with Turkish, not Turkish bats, Thai bats. And it's like four hundred million Thai bats. It's like fifteen pound or something. And you, you, you yeah, in. Right, comment. Do you remember back in the day there was one of the peseta coins had a wee hole in it? <gasps> I and I was adamant every time I went on holiday to somewhere that used the peseta, and um, that I was going to take it home and I was going to make a lovely necklace out of it and have a wee a wee peseta pendant. Yeah, I never did it to this day, and to be honest, ever since the birth of the euro, I've really ruined my decision not to do it. Alas. I now live my life without a peseta pendant, and it's very sad. No, I don't know. Ha- I, I think as you do when you're on holiday, that's what you do. You like put your wee pesetas on the thing. I, I used to do it. Did you ever do a hang on holiday when the wee person gets like they write your name on the rice? Yes, I've had. I used that. to get necklaces of that. I've had so many of them things. You told me a phrase which you told me was racist now, which I'm not allowed to say. Which, what is that? Which I, but. 
a looky looky man. Oh, you can't say that. But that's like because you'd always get them on holiday at that, and that's when you would get your your rice or something like that. Yeah. I never knew that was a racist term, so I will no longer use the term ever again. <laughs> that's your last recording saying of it. Yeah, make sure it's recorded so the whole world could hear you mean that. <laughs> so, like, if it ever gets... Famous... It's been confirmed. Will caused corona. Fucking, he's coming back to this country bringing Thai bats with him. Mm-hmm. Aye, why, why are you bringing the Thai bats back, William? It's bats that cause the coronavirus. What are you doing? It was my nan and... Oh, dobbing your nan in. And that's currency. How do you spell it in the way of currency, William? Oh, let's pick on the dyslexic here, Ash, and fucking ask him. It's how to four spell letters. That. How do you spell bat in the way of currency? It's B A I T. No, bait. It fuck knows. Honestly, is it double You cannot call them that. They are Lilo dispensing technicians, <laughs> or they are fake watch traders. Ah. They are not looky looky men. I've learned. Why? <laughs> I've learned my lesson and I will Fucking use these two hell. terms as the Lilo trader man or a fake watch dispenser a Lilo dispensing technician <laughs> oh. alright I'm going to talk about um, this thing now the Carrie Simmons thing decorating Boris's house the electoral commission is looking at the expenditure of them decorating this flat because they used £200,000 for some reason and did you see the fucking media room they done that apparently spent two point six million on? On what? I know a couple of guys that could have done that for a bit. A Honestly, like I know some guys that have got like, an ankle bracelet on they'd be home by six o'clock, but they'll come in and they'll paint your hall like for twenty pounds <laughs> and stuff like that. Like there is men in Greenock that you can invite into your home with an ankle bracelet on and they'll paint your hallway for you and you just need to give them like, a cup of tea and a roll or something. Uh, six cans of Stella and that's how they'd have been done in two nights. That's it, but anyway, they spent two hundred thousand pounds in up Downing Street. £60,000 of that being party funds. Apparently, soon as the Electoral Commission is looking into it, they said, we are in contact with the party to establish whether any sums relating to renovation works fall within the regime re- re- regulated by the Commission. Hey, what's up, you two? I am Real Talk All Day. By the way, you guys are having a very good show. I am uh, an American police officer. I'm also part of the UBC podcast and news group here on Stereo. Um, and off stereo um, Basically I was wondering if you guys would like to do a show sometime I'm scheduling for possibly April or May Sorry, it's my kid Scheduling for possibly April uh, Which is filling up fast Or May Basically people come on, they talk about um, Police stuff, police related topics Or they bring me anything else that's politics or society related If you're interested, just hit my Instagram We could do that yeah, I would be up for that. I thought it was you that squealed, like squeed with joy through that. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's pretty cool. But, like, you've got a bit farther. Oh, it's the kids. Ah, no, it's cool. We'd love to do that. We'll, we'll send you a message and we'll do some chats. Oh, oh no, no, don't start me on the media room. I had, I had a big disagreement with someone Not over over this. Room. So. When you really think about it, the cost of all the technology that goes into such a media room is not unfathomable, given security and such likes. It was just the unnecessary need for it when for a million years they've stood and done their press conferences outside 10 Downing Street, come rain, hail or shine. So it was an unnecessary expenditure, but the actual amount was not wholly unfathomable. 
There you go. I've said my piece. Um, Satchel's out there in the fucking fishing rain, giving my piece on it is that Bojo wants to look like Trump, and so he wants his wee room that looks all fancy dancy, and so he's got that all done up. I thought she would have stood behind the fucking bin and, and still gave it what for. And it would have still yeah, got scary. a nice fancy room for Laura Coonsberg to go in and warm her arse. She's not standing out in the street feeding Larry anymore. This is probably what it is. Like, when we'll get them all inside in a media room and then they kind of stand outside feeding Larry dreamies because he's putting on too much weight. Maybe this is £2.6 <laughs> £2. million pound into this just so we can try and get Larry on a diet. Because I just talked about lately, Larry's put weight on. This could be it. <laughs> I like why Didn't Larry stop the beast also? Like when Trump visited, like he just sat right in front of the big fucking I didn't want I armored did. truck. No, I that's not happening, is it? Um, comment. I think he's the only G twenty world leader that doesn't have a media room in his residence or something to that effect. Was the was the driving force behind it? Hmm. Okay, I've got, and I think it's getting grinding my gears. It's probably going to annoy other people as well. The Director General of the BBC has said very kindly that over 75s will not be threatened with legal action over non-payment of the TV licence fee. He can suck a fat one. I'm not paying his fucking licence fee. Prick. I've been looking forward to, like, I've been wanting someone to come to my door. Like, that would be like Christmas Day to me if I opened it. We're here for to take the BBC license. I'm like, yes. Come on, ma'am. How many people in Scotland pay their license? My mum gets really stressed. See, when I tell like when I tell my mum that I don't pay my TV license, she gets really stressed and she was like, I'll send you the money for it. And I was like, Mum, it's not the fucking money. It's the point. I'm not paying I'm not paying my license for you, I'm just not. And see the fact that he's, he's like, Oh, we're not gonna have any legal action to over seventy fives. How dare you? They have worked their whole life for this country and paid their taxes, done what they're supposed to do, done the right thing just to try and make a wee nest egg for themselves to enjoy their twilight years. And you're going to come to over 75s and say to them, oh, we're not going to threaten to sue you. Fuck you, Tim Davey. Fuck you and your BBC. Nobody even fucking likes it anyway. Like, a couple of years ago, didn't pensioners get it for free? And now they're like... We're and they're supposed, to, they're supposed to give them like discounts and stuff like that, and they come out and say they're not doing that anymore, and they need to pay for it, and it's important, and they're diversifying this whole range of shows and stuff like that, which I've not seen any evidence of, so I'm not paying it. They're a lady doctor who. That's your professor. Hmm, whatever. Um, I knew that this thing as well that people were having to like, justify for everything the day because of COVID. Apparently, on the TV show Coronation Street, this couple on it kissed Tyrone and Alina had a kiss on Friday night. Um, and so they had to put this statement out to viewers because of the distance and thing, saying that these people didn't actually kiss. What they done was got a guy that's like a regular extra in Coronation Street and his bird to come in, and they done the kiss, and no, actually, two actors had done it. They done it to people that's in a bubble anyway. But I wonder how this will go on that people have to like justify stuff that they do because of COVID. Oh, yeah, I seen that in the paper yesterday. They brought in stunt kissers, I think they referred to them as. Stunt kissers? Stunt kissers. I, mean, I, I don't know. Like we, I don't know. We need to see how good a kiss they are before they've done it. No, because think of it this mm. way, right? They're two actors, right? And they're kissing. And they're like, oh, and they're meant to kiss. So say that if they bring in you and Bryce to play those actors, we shoot it from a different angle. So you use kiss. You know what I mean? I bet they definitely would do that because me and Bryce don't have like a passionate kiss or anything. Like I've known him for 20 years. It's, it's not going to excite MD. I've seen him kiss your forehead. Yeah, that's a bit. I just thought you had an erogenous forehead. 
Mm-hmm. You'd probably just you'd better get in Bryce in with a dog. That'd be probably more mm-hmm. romantic scene. Right, I've got a story here. When I read the story, I thought it's the most Scottish fucking thing I've ever heard in my life. And I pictured a sort of... You ever read a story and you, you picture a backstory of, t- of what was actually going on that's, that's led to this point? Uh, m- mostly, yeah. Like, right. I, I like so this story... The story is, a single vial of COVID-19 vaccine has been stolen from an Edinburgh vaccination centre, according to Police Scotland. The officers are said to be pursuing a positive line of inquiry... Uh, ask the public to remain vigilant to fraudulent offers of vaccine which pose a health risk to the people. What I can guarantee is that this weekend somebody was doing a bump of coke that they've paid extra for because it said that's got the COVID vaccine in it so if you buy this gram <laughs> you'll not only have a gram but you'll have a COVID vaccine because that's the most Scottish fucking thing I've ever heard in my life. COVID coke? COVID coke. I guarantee that's the, the, that's where that violence went to. done. Have you got anything you want to talk about? Sorry, I'm I'm getting tears off. I'm, yeah. <laughs> I wanted to talk about vampire electronics and the cost of it. What is vampire electronics? Vampire electronics is it like is... alien computer that you did gaming on? Alien computers are some of the best, but no, that's not what I'm talking. No, I've about. heard they're absolute shit. It's like what people that don't know what they're doing are buying. Is that right? Well, that's what I've was... heard. I don't know. I don't know about like tech and stuff like that. But people, I've heard say like, oh, people that buy Alienware don't actually know anything about computers. I don't know if it's true or not. I don't know anything about computers. I know I they're really use... expensive. And they always like they're always like they're always like matte black with lights on, and uh... glowing like have skulls and stuff. Like I thought that was kind of cool, but I guess <clears> anyway, what's the vampire concept. thing? Right. <clears throat> Britain's waste more than one point six billion on year on vampire gadgets that stuck. That sucked the electricity when on standby. So things like teletop boxes or putting your telly on just on red instead of turning it off is costing two two hundred eighty five million a year in the UK. Microwaves is costing a hundred and forty three million. Just having a microwave on the ten gadgets that are the twelve gadgets that says that the worst are set top boxes, internet routers. Televisions, microwaves, uh, game consoles, computers, smart speakers, dishwashers, tumble dryers, washing machines, printers, and mobile phone chargers are like because you've got them on, you think, oh, yeah. it's not plugged in, and I've seen it. It's just taking that. I wonder how much Alexa uses because you've got like four of them on in the house. So let me see if Alexa's on this bill. What if it comes? That's what Is it seventy-five pound a year? Just on a single thing. Alexa so that... costs seventy five pounds a year. Just yeah. one. Sorry, I don't know. I'm not talking to you. She... <laughs> of course, I'm talking about her. She thinks I'm talking to her. I'm such a Scottish Molly, and I'm talking about you, not to you. Did you see that? Oh, that guy you liked it does last week tonight. Did you see how he caused a lot of trouble on a talk show? They were playing a robot game because they were asking Alexa like certain questions to see if she could get could understand like could find the animal by just saying things like, Oh, I'm green and I want a pot of gold. What am I, Alexa? And John Oliver started asking the Alexa, Oh, could you tell me what a thingy busting is? Oh, what do you call it? Something busting. And what could you tell me? What 
Amazon's factories or like oh, what is the what is the work rate of Amazon factories? And like started to like really get stuck on Amazon and they were like what's his name had to pull it right off. Sorry, I didn't read about it, I just seen it on a couple of days ago and forgot names. I can names. tell that, you just said thingy about 400 times. So. I know. I will look it up and get the full information, sorry. You're supposed to have done that before, that's supposed to be in the fucking I news. Want, no, it just came from what you were talking about. Three. Yeah. Do you want to do Rockbusters? Let's, let, let's do... Oh, he asked Alexa, what is union busting? All right. All right, let's leave. Let's do Rockbusters, go. No, you, 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 have, you have to date, but you have to date properly and not just be moaning. All right, let's, let's do Rockbusters and see if anyone can get it. Can bring it in. Call right. In. The person from Birmingham got a C in their degree. The letter's T. The person from Birmingham got a C in their degree. And the band artist starts with a T. This would have been on that big list you gave me, wouldn't it? What big list? Remember the big list of different of different rockbusters? Or the festival list? I they probably I don't know if they'd have been on it. Person from Birmingham. I'll be an easy one, right? So people know how Rockbusters works and they listen to it for. The gingerbread man has only got one leg, LB. Gingerbread man's only got one leg, LB. Leaning, learn. Limp biscuit. Yep, limp biscuit. The Scottish fellas can't get into their emails, KL. No. Kenny Loggins. Kenny Loggins. Oh fucking hell! Let's no. <laughs> get back to the get back to the news, Ash. This is that champagne belongs to the boxers, kid. Am. Alison's Moye. Right, come on, right. <laughs> I'll do one more, I'll do one more. Sturgeon has a CD survival. I'll do one more. You're, you're making me go into real news here. Jeremy Beadle has got a little bit of arthritis. What's going on there? SLF. Um, Jeremy Beadle's got a little bit of arthritis. What's going on there? SLF. Oh, we've got a comment. What do we? I feel this might not be Will's specialty because I can hear the cogs turning. No, I can hear the fucking next door. Right, go, this is my last one. Jeremy Beadle's got a bit of arthritis. What's going on there? SLS. Do you give up? No. Yeah, I give up. Stiff little fingers. Fucking hell. It's good! We just got a comment from Andrew from Ember kept saying play a record. 
I don't know if my family were family quiz at Christmas. Every time that it's fucking terrible. I love it. It's so like, good. If people don't know, this was a quiz that Carl Pilmington done on when they did a radio show about fifteen years ago and everyone fucking hated it but secretly loved it because it was that terrible. And since then, Ash has been obsessed with reading <laughs> other rockbusters and finding other rockbusters. And like quizzing us about it, and none of us have a fucking clue because they're they're so mental. That's What's the one about buying buying fags on a boat? I if you're going to go to France, buy a boat, buy your ferries on air because you'll get it cheaper. BF. Brian, buying ferry. Buy on ferry. Buy 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 ferry. Brian ferry. Yeah. All right, so. Oh, oh, do you know what I like? <laughs> Andrew from a captain is not cryptic as shit. Uh, one of my favorite ones is <laughs> look, this little foreign cafe has grown its own steak. D A. What's that? Deli meat tree. <laughs> no. <laughs> Stop this. You want to be a, like a fucking good journalist, and like, this is meant. Well, like, I know that I fucked up to begin with. You, you started like, this. You yeah. started it. You yeah, said that you had the news. Terrible. Tell everybody about Nicola Sturgeon, William. All I did was say that, and you decided to take this whole show and just point it <laughs> at the ground. Like, you were like, "If this is going to go <laughs> fucked up, if Will wants to do this, I'm going to make sure that I total this." Like, you just <laughs> aimed for the trees and you just went for it. Have you guys enjoyed listening to this? Has it been fun today? Where are the news that I brought for you? apologise, listeners, to, like, all of this. This is my fault. Ashley's usually grade A. Like, what have you done if you if you gave yourself to Heartland FM? Is that where all your news goes? And you've came mm-hmm. back here and now you're, you're talking about Delhi meat trees. And like, come on, Ash. A meat tree? Yeah, a meat tree. <laughs> Have you seen in the Sunday Times magazine today, there's a big double spread interview with Stacey Dooley? I did not see. There were My double spread interview was uh, Daniel O'Donnell. So what was Dooley saying? Dooley's talking about... Things that she likes, what she doesn't like, what she thinks, what her opinions are. But 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 imagine being that kind of journalist that just wants to talk about yourself all the fucking time. You've meant to shine a light on the story, not on yourself. Journalist. What is your earliest memory? Career plan B, secret to happy relationship, best quality, worst quality, last meal on earth. And do you know what she fucking said? Which makes her even more of a fucking sociopath in my view. When this fucking idiot makes a Sunday dinner, she makes two gravies, one for actual normal humans, and then a gravy for her, in which she puts three oxo cubes and a lot of bisto in and stirs it. Doesn't stir it properly though, so the oxo cubes still stay solid, and when she pours it, she bites into it. <coughs> she bites an uh, uh, oxo cube. No. No. No, no that's, that's just not right. Think of the thing on the teeth. That's just oh. not right. Oh, it would be so salty. I, back in the day, like, I've drunk an Oxo cube. 
See that one, Stacey Dooley, or whatever. She's got the worst accent ever. She's all like, there was one episode in Coke. She was all like, oh, the Coke, the cocaine. Oh, it's how long you've been on the cocaine? <laughs> and you're like, mate, how the hell did you get on television? I did not want, you know, I did not want Northern Irish people on television. We sound awful. I understand what are you that. Doing? I you want people lovely. that are coherent, coherent on television. You know, this whole thing of like, oh, we'll get. People on television from every weird corner of the UK? No. No, we won't. They sound fucking terrible. I want to relax. I want to relax and actually be able to hear what the hell's going on. So what's the, like, the the perfect accent then? Who would you like to see on telly? Because as a Scottish person, if I heard somebody with my accent, like a pure West Coast of Scotland accent, I'd be like, that sounds fucking dreadful. I wouldn't want that. I think Chris Roger could be our Scotland representative to be on telly. I wouldn't mind hearing Chris's voice. Well, with accent wise, like, usually. was the perfect all... accent that you want to hear that's like just standard British to you. That, like, if it's broadcast and it's not going to stand out in any type of way, they're just going to tell you the information. Like, what, what area of the UK's accent is made for that? I was like, like an Irish one. Or like, I, I like Irish. A good from Scots, but it just sometimes, like, too, as soon as you like pass Perthshire. And it starts with all that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh no. We're, we're, remember we're that fucking thing? Country. It's like, oh, interpreting for the Neds tonight, Rab McGlinchey. Oh, that's, that's your accent. We'd be on interpreting for the Neds. Like, you don't sound like that on the phone. And I, I, I like, see, not... when I'm on Heartland, I don't sound anything like this. Whenever my voice has been on Heartland FM, I sound nothing like this. Uh, my, my proper phone voice on. Thank you for listening to Heartland FM. See, look at listen to that octave that you go up there. Though. <laughs> this is just my normal voice. This is me lying in my bed in the Sunday papers and that, and I've just had my my key. Oh, I need to tell you about my quiche. I was in Tesco today. I was walking about with Bryce, and I was like seeing things. I'm out of the corner of my eye. I seen this cauliflower quiche, and I was like, "Oh, that looks nice, babe." We walked upside down. He's like, "Jimmy, get yeah, quiche. Did you want? Do you want it? And I was like, "I go get it." And I continued walking on, and he caught up with me and put it in the trolley. And he was away for like a good wee couple of minutes, like quicker than it would have been just like he didn't just go and grab it and walk back to the trolley. He was away for a wee bit. He caught up with me like two aisles later, and then we were packing stuff into the car. And he was like, "That's very bougie, that quiche." And I was like, "What do you mean? How much was it?" And he was like, "It was roughly, I mean, about I think like it was four pounds." And he's been on and on about this quiche. And when I got him, we cooked it and we cut it into four. And there's one bit of it still in there that somebody's not eating. And in Bryce's mind, that's a pound coin sitting on top of the oven right now. But I can guarantee Bryce is stressed about that right now. Are we just going to leave that? Are you pissing again? Right, I'm playing a comment. I'm, not, I'm sick of you. Look. Remake the Big Bang Theory, alright, but it's all just Chukders from Inverness, and it will be the simultaneously the greatest and worst show that's ever been made. We just got a comment from Andrew from Inverkip saying it needs to be eaten, in reference to the one pound worth of quiche. So if you make a comment, we will post that quiche out? Right, if you quiche want the quiche, a... message in, and that can be your prize for the day, you can have one quarter of a four pound cauliflower cheese quiche with broccoli in it. It's really good. It's really nice. I've made a pot of soup though. I don't know how I'm going to finish a quiche. Your soup is good. And I know it's not an offensive thing to say, but you make soup like a grandfather. I do, yeah. No, but this is my, like I, t- I told you yesterday, I'm moving the household into the springtime menu, so we've got the nice light soup now. Oh, Andrew, remember, Kip said he's having it. Are you having it right now? 
Aye, so I've moved it in my springtime menu because usually I make a real hearty like vegetable lentil soup and I blend it and it's all like it's sort of soup that they like, you know, feed people in retirement homes to keep them alive for another couple of years. That's the kind of soup I make. But today I've made my very light, like, very brothy and vegetable laden soup, bits of pasta in it. That one's good. I like the one that sticks to your ribs, but as you know, I'll, I have a teacup of soup and like 16 bits of bread. Like, I have issues like that. Andrew from Bukip said he's not going to eat it right now, but please don't bin it. We won't. See, actually, see if we bin that quarter of, of quiche, he would he would be depressed for the rest of the day. I would really get to him. But throwing that out. Like, mm-hmm. I see how sad he is like, if we have to throw like a half loaf because it's went green. Like, he's not happy with that. It's... Oh, a comment again. Boasting about your uh, culinary skills has actually got me in trouble, Ash, because you've been talking about making pancakes for your man and Will. I brought up to my missus that I think that you probably make better pancakes than her, and now she <gasps> is competing with you and you don't even know about it. Oh! See, you know, you know what I need to do now is, because whenever I make my first um, batch of pancakes, they're always absolute dog shit. Like, I make hundreds of pancakes, but I always fuck up my first ones, because that's what happens. So I'll take a picture of them and I'll send them to you, Chris, and you can show your missus and be like, see, look at the bullshit Ashley's making. Look at her poor husband's has to eat that compared to the beautiful stuff you make me. You need to fix this. You can't have her thinking that you're lusting after another woman's pancakes, Chris. I'll tell you what, I've actually never seen a man make some soup, right? Um, my nan made fucking kraken soup, and I just discovered that was because of loads of salt in it. <laughs> she just had no awareness of, but you did make it the 95, so fair enough. The lady was pouring salt alone near the end, big half wax of potato and everything. But I never see men making soup, you know, always see tin soup, you know, but the old fashioned. Getting the big cauldron, blending the vegetables. It seems to be a thing. Like my mum does it. I've never done it in my life. So if there's any men out there that make soup, I want to know. But I want you know real soup where you fucking blend it. No, not the wee fucking we open a wee tin. Lazy bastards. No, I made a real soup. Like, I, well, I, I see, my... see, in Ireland, do you make the same soup as we make in Scotland? So we'll get like totties, carrots, like a ham hock, and then like. My dad makes it with like two types of stock cubes. I think he does like a ham stock cube or a chicken stock cube or something with a vegetable one. But you just do like hundreds of vegetables and like a ham hock. How, what's like an Irish soup? Like, cause my granda was always one that made a pot of soup. My granny can't cook for shit. My, there's no way my granny can make a pot of soup like it wouldn't be edible. It was always my granda, and then my granda taught my dad how to make it. And my dad's soup's fucking excellent. But my granda taught my mum as well. But her soup is no as good. The best soup's my daddy's soup. But my dad taught me how to make it anyway. And that's what I make. No. The same as like my granda made it, but that was the only thing he would cook. It would be that and a fry up. That was his two go tos. Mm-hmm. Was like he could make this soup, and like people would look forward to it, and that's all he could do was this soup. Fun See what I, I forgot last night as well. I had this great story like from when I was young, and I kind of tell it now. If we're going to put this one up, and it, it exposes somebody from my, my childhood, but he's only remember next Saturday when we're on the shit chat thing. When it's not going to be put up anywhere, so you can hear it. I'll need to put it on. I'll first comment out. I just turned into the show, loving it, <laughs> making me really hungry. Talking about all this good food. Um, I love your show. I'm following you guys, and uh, very well done. Very interesting show. Thank so you so much, Man in Black. Man in Black. What kind of soup do you like? Could I wish do... your favorite kind of soup, because that will tell you what sort of place in, in, the, in America he's from. It'll tell you where in America he likes, where he lives. With, with the people that's left in here, what is your favorite kind of soup? 
Well, what is your go-to soup? I can't stand Heinz tomato soup, and I know that's like a firm favourite of everybody's, but my dad fed me that once when I was really unwell, and I like projectile vomited after it. And now when I vomit, even if I don't have eaten tomato soup, which I haven't because I don't like it, I'll taste tomato soup. It made me so, so sick because I was sick anyway that day. So now I just won't eat it. I cannot. Even the smell of it, I'm like, oh, no, I don't feel well. Tomato soup needs to have a bit of cracked black pepper and two toasties to dip into it, cheese toasties. Like, it needs to be served as almost a part of that. Tomato soup on its own, not so much. Have you watched James May's YouTube channel? I have, yeah. Have you seen his wee food tribe kitchen where he like makes food to eat in the seventies? Uh, in the bunker, yeah. In the bunker, because yeah. James May cooks the food that I'm like. That's what I was raised on, and it makes me think: Am I really thirty-one or am I fifty-one? Because the stuff that James May grew up eating, I'm like, that's what I was fed. But that would have been like passed down to passed down. Like, I guess my mum was born. My mum was born in seventy-one, so I guess like she had stuff growing up, and she probably just that's what she knows how to make, and that's what she fed us. I'm the same. I came from like I grew up with my grandparents, so I would have had that past too. It wasn't until like our generation got a wee bit fancier in like fucking food television networks and Jimmy mm-hmm. fucking Oliver. See, like, if you had Wayne, started... would you feed it? Oh, I can't say anything because I I had a a friend that I watched feed their like I was a bit younger feed the Wayne like. You're supposed to give your friend things. a shout-out, by the way. She's wanted a shout-out. Oh, yeah. I always thought it was interesting watching Carly feed, like, we would be sitting and we'd be eating cakes and she would give her son a rice cake, give Noah a rice cake, and then it was... Like, I've asked, like, a good mother thing, into You don't yeah. give them fruit fruits, you give them a hang of water, you don't give them, like, a fucking... a cake out of Greg's, you give them, like, a, a rice cake or something. I mean, it's like, I mean, on paper, it's good motherhood things, but yeah. that way going to present you so much later on. Hopefully not, but uh, because I know I was in a pram with like a fucking plastic bottle I brew like this. I see. Like I was reading this thing last night. It says like it was because one of my friends had a baby like a couple like under a year ago or something. But she's now at the point where she's starting to wean this baby and like feed it things, and she fed it like blended up broccoli or some fucking thing. It looked like and this Wayne looks about I don't know eight nine months old or something like that. And they hurt me. She's like a nursery teacher, so I'm guessing she knows what she's talking about. But I was just thinking back to like when I used to babysit my godson, Aiden, and he was like two, three months old, and I had him lying in the pram. And see them mint arrow bubbles, like the wee circles? I had one of them in his mouth, and he was just lying in the pram, like, like licking this wee thing, and it was like popping up in the air, like one of them wee toys that you press the button, and it popped the ball, popped to the basket. That's what Aiden was like. And then I had him in Burger King, I just gave him a wee chip, and he's eating a wee chip. And I was sitting to Bracey, we definitely, when we were like newborns, get fed grand pat soup, 100 fucking percent. We get fed Grandpa's Pat's cabbage, like shoot in butter for several hours. We had fed all that. Like I wasn't waited till I was like eight, nine months old to be weaned. Like by nine months old, I was well having stovies and stuff like that. Like that didn't happen to me. You seen the size of me as a baby? Like you knew they were feeding me stovies from like straight. Ah, up you were not getting any fucking blended broccoli. Like you were like right on the solids. Aye, I was a large lad. But you've got Tom and me of us on. It wouldn't matter what you fed your child; they'd probably grow to resent you anyway. Yeah. <laughs> You know what I mean? We bastards that grow to resent you anyway. You'd fucking cook them something amazing and then they get fucking bored of your amazing food and then go around to their friend's house and think it's amazing. Or like, you know, you'd um, cook them fish and then they'd be obsessed with chicken. You'd cook, cook them chicken and then they'd become vegan, you know. Not better. <laughs> Realistic. <laughs> See, like, my cousin Scarlett, like, she's, uh, she's seven 
in a half maybe. And so Scarlett will message me because she got her, her own phone this year, which is a new development, which has been fucking ruined all our lives because she messages constantly. And she'll message me and be like, hi, Ashley, what are you having for your dinner? And I'll be like, oh, I'm going to have quesadillas or something like that. And, or she'll be like, what is that? And not even familiar with it. But it's like you said, it's like generational because she was like a later in life baby to a ma that was born in the early 70s. So she's being raised the way I was raised. Like she'll she'll grow up and like Scarlett's favorite thing, just to give you an idea, is to go to make a bingo. Uh, she also enjoys meatballs. Matthew's I she likes meatballs. I in a tin, fucking tin meatballs. Uh, tin meatballs. Like that's the sort of person that like know what a crispy pancake is. I find this crispy pancake like no one. And you can tell that we're not wearing farts because it sounds like the smell of her farts are absolutely fucking biblical. Look, I can't have like her farts and that wean farts are horrible. And I have Crohn's disease. Like, I've got bits in my insides dying and they don't smell as bad as that. Remember when, like, Isla was a baby and you changed her nappy and she said it looked like, like a shit of like, a grown, like, homeless man oh, or something? Like, it was, like, a big proper. Yeah, it was all the way up her back. It, it was, like, a log. It wasn't, like, a, like, a mess. It looked like it looked like someone took a shit in it for a laugh. I, like, I, I just don't get involved in that. I don't do nappies. Absolutely no. not. Nappies don't bother me. Like, I, as you know, I've... I don't even want to like clean my own arse, so never mind somebody else's. Like, I'm fucking like, I'll do my own arse to look at it, but the way I'm like, dealing with somebody else's excrement, absolutely not. Doesn't bother me at all. Does not bother me. It's used to be a carer, like, carers are used to that sort of stuff. I cannot. It's just something that needs to do. Like, if you need to take a shit, and if you need a hand, there should be someone fucking there to do it. I can't, I would just vomit. I would just vomit. Just get fucking better paid. Getting five pound fifty for getting somebody else's shit under your nails, and then being cool. told now they're not getting paid for stay over shifts. Fuck that! These people are at their work. They're fucking grafting. Pay these people. Yeah, I'm. I'm all behind the carers, and I know you are too. Mm-hmm. Um. No, we're gonna yeah. comment. I'm trying to make my fucking breakfast here, and all I hear is you guys literally talking about shit. Your breakfast at quarter past two. Chris Roger is always making a meal. Like, I'm convinced if you ever went to his house, there would, there's always just food on all the time. Uh, and I thought my house was like that. I thought it was always on the go. But I feel like Chris is constantly cooking. But is it for the gain? Like you, he is you a muscly in, man. Yeah, you do it in like the big mama's house feeding us all the time sort of way. It yeah. just looks like he does it for the gains. Like he's, he's trying to put on the muscle where I've just put on a gut and can't see my, my willy on my feet anymore. Punch, I think that's the term for it. I now have a punch. punch. <laughs> the proper the proper term. How's it going with the football? Is anybody watching this old form game still? Uh, it must be over. Is it? No, sorry, it was a 12 o'clock kickoff. I don't understand why they're doing it. Like, we had this whole thing like three weeks ago. Rangers have won. Why are we doing this? Uh, finished one each. There's a draw. Oh, excellent. So nothing has changed at all? Not really. I used to go out on a Saturday, I used to go to a Sunday, I used to go to karaoke, and when they were an old firm game, there would always be like, an air of tension, like, you know if you accidentally bumped into someone, or make the wrong eyes, you're going to get fucking punched. Like, it had that (laughs) sort of feeling. Just... See, in normal times, like a day like this, like, would be the kind of day I'd say to you, oh, do you want to go a walk? And we'd go a walk and end up sitting in a beer garden or something like that. No. I don't know when we'll ever do that again. Like, do you think there'll ever be a day we'll take Max for a walk and then just go and sit in a beer garden? 
I don't. I might take a while. Like today would be like an excellent day to go down to Lark and get chips and that and go to Pencil Point. But it's just, just no. Just, it, it'll have to come one day. Like I do miss beer gardens, but in some ways I don't. I wanted to make a cookies a day, like Ben's cookies, and I forgot to buy the stuff. I'm going to send you to the shop. All right, no problem. I am going to uh, make big cookies. So, right, we've almost did over an hour, Ash, and you probably haven't hit at least a third of like what you've wanted to talk about. Um, I talked about my hamster. I've done some rockbusters, some monkey news. I've had my objectives for today. You know the thing is, that when we do all the good news and it works out well, it's really good. But this has actually been probably one of the most enjoyable shows that I've done. Like I know that that's probably not what today was about, but today was about to teach me a lesson that you would happily tank a show just to prove your point. Yep. Well, well done. I've tanked this entire show just to spite you. I would ruin my career just to make you look like a fool. But the thing is, I really, really enjoyed this. And, like, we've had the most comments we've ever had. And, like, everyone's enjoyed it. Like, we're very good at what we do when it comes to the news. So what you're saying is, what you're saying is, that all the hard work that I put in the research, the getting the stories together, it's an absolute waste of fucking time and we should just come on and talk about hamsters curing cancer? And rockbusters? No, because you help people out and you're really, really good at it. But you're also really, really good at being funny too. I told somebody a beef stroganoff recipe last night off the top of my head and I've been vegetarian for about four years. That's the kind of knowledge I've got in there. <laughs> Scary for the laddies. By the time the pubs reopen, if they ever do, the ones that survive, what price will a pint be? It'll be like seven quid. They're not going to be running in to pay seven pounds. They were already five pounds in Belfast. But before the, 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 you know, before the nuclear disaster, now after the nuclear disaster, it's going to be like seven quid. So it's just going to be like uh, happy hour here again for the the Belfast stock market. But everyone else is going to be like, what the fuck? So that's going to be the next thing to hit the ball. That's a good point. Much was um, a pint when you went over to Ireland on your wee holiday? Because you were in a tourist district, weren't you? In Dublin, like, there's the only place I've ever seen... Like in Temple price, Bar and stuff? Like, in Temple Bar was the only place I've ever seen a price go up after 6 o'clock. Like, if you buy a pint of Guinness, like, at 3, 4 o'clock in the afternoon, it would still be, like, 6 euros, and it would go up to, like, 8, 9 euros. And, like, as you know that I'm a scumbag, you used to drink at student places and get, like, pound a pint. So I, mm-hmm. I remember pound a pint. So when I go somewhere and they're, like, eight pound for, like, Blue Moon or something like that. Like I, I find my like my asshole like tightening. Like I don't want to pay that. I don't. I don't want... <laughs> like, can you put it back in? Because um... that's the worst thing. Like when you drink, you drink. Cause you get you get double doubles. So it, yeah, it's, it's like twenty pound. Like unless we're on a Weatherspoons, it's going to cost me at least twenty quid to buy you a drink. Well, I don't drink often but in a day. I drink to forget. Yeah. Alright, I'm going to go. I've made a pot of soup. 
I apologise for, for, for this happening today. For tanking the Sunday brunch. It wasn't tanked. Where are we going for a pint uh, together once the beer gardens are open at the end of April? Where was that fucking place that you took me to and I was rolling a joint at a table and you were getting flustered about it and then I got that expensive cocktail and you spilled my rain nephew's shot? Oh, over in... Oh, fuck, over in the West End? Over in the I, it was over in the West End and that bougie place. It was like that place that your your friends had their wedding dinner in. It was, was like a pure, like, fancy fucking place and I was just sitting rolling a joint at a table. Yeah. Up the stairs from the, the fancy cinema in the West End. That's what that was. The ladders. I was fancy but... cinema. Like, I'm just always just going to want to go to Beer Hall because I can sit outside and have a smoke and eat a pizza. At the I, time, I'll so forever want to go to Beer Hall. <laughs> like, if I get a choice to go somewhere, I would like to eat my dinner outside at DiMaggio's and then I would like to just walk down the street a wee tiny bit and like go to Beer Hall. That's all I want to do in Glasgow. I want to go to Borders and get like £200 worth of books. I want to go to TK Maxx and buy some Halloween decorations, put in my house, go to Maggio's and eat some carbohydrates, beer hall. What's the dessert in beer hall that's really good? We had something in there that we were both like, that's fucking smashing. Well, what we like in beer halls because when you get the, the Stein thing, we either get a free pretzel and if pretzel is immense. Oh yeah, it's the... But do you know what I want to ask? See if there's anybody out there that knows how to cook and stuff because I saw this thing that I want to make with spring rolls but I can't find spring roll wrappers in Tesco. Can you actually buy spring roll wrappers in the average supermarket or is Greenock Tesco just pish? I think I'll probably know the answer to that question. I think we're going to have to go to that place that we got black sesame seeds again. But we can't go there. Because we're not in Stirling. And we can't go to that supermarket in Glasgow either. It's too far away. We're not allowed out. We're district. We need spring roll wrappers. We could probably order them in. Probably get can them you on. use filo pastry or do you need to actually get like the proper things? I don't know. Like I would I would have to do some research. I don't have a clue. Like I've never made sprinkles. I've bought them right. frozen or I've got them from a Chinese. Alright, well I'm gonna go. I've made a pot of soup and I've talked to you enough. I'm still Can we put this up or do is this just an hour and we're fucking wasting it to the ether? I think we should put this up and it's just it's all Will's fault. That's all it should be called. Will had the right. Will has ruined everybody's lives. I think this has actually went better than... Well, I'm not buying any more Sunday papers, and I'm just going to come on here and talk absolute shite, because that's apparently all he's won. I put all these efforts in every single week, and nobody fucking listens. And now I come on here and talk absolute shit, and they're all listening to me. Right, I'm leaving. All right, we'll, we'll yeah. see you again on Wednesday when we'll actually do news again. Yeah. And... So we will not see you on Wednesday, we'll see you next weekend when we're talking shit again. They don't show up on Wednesdays when we're doing proper stuff, they only come when it's bollocks. Look. We'll see you, we'll see you. We'll see you. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye.